no matter how much you guard your pet against accidents and sickness, keeping a pet healthy can be expensive. If a prospect of a large surprise from a vet, getting that large vet bill worries you, pet insurance might be a solution. But just like other forms of insurance coverage, you need to have a basic understanding of the pet insurance products before shopping and you, before making a purchase. Welcome to the Financial Verse podcast. I'm your host, Harry Stout. This podcast is dedicated to improving your financial wellness. Our focus is to educate and inform about all aspects of money. We seek to reduce the financial anxiety, stress, and drama you face daily dealing with money. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the Financial Verse podcast. I'm Harry Stout, your host. In this episode, we'll discuss a new form of health insurance for our pets. Pet insurance is gaining popularity as more people live alone and as more people have spent time with their pets during the differing confinement periods that have been caused by the pandemic. In fact, if you look at our country today, over 1% of pets are insured, but the market's growing very fast at about 20% a year. So let's begin. I was recently asked by a blog subscriber to provide background and basics about pet insurance. Now, this can be a sensitive subject for many pet lovers, so I just want to say that out as I begin. In this episode, I've tried to provide a general product overview, and I'll help you look into how the product is purchased and some macros in terms of what it costs. You know, when you look at things, we have insurance coverage for our homes, apartments, vehicles, our health, and other valuable things in life. We buy these coverages to provide us with cash in the future to pay for the unexpected costs of accidents and of acts of God. Now, if you have a pet, you may want to consider protecting against the cost related to medical care. More and more people today are looking into this type of coverage. And overall, remember, pets have medical emergencies too. For example, uh, years ago when my kids were little, our family dog Max broke his leg and needed surgery. The cost was around $1,500 after we negotiated a cash price for the procedure. You know, and I've learned that things happen in life when you can least afford them. So sometimes coverage like this can be very beneficial. If you're a pet owner and you don't currently have pet insurance, as I mentioned, you're not alone. While about two thirds of America's families own pets, just over 1% of those pets are insured. Now, this is according to the North American Pet Health Insurance Association. I'll include a, a, a link to them in the show notes, the North American Pet Health Insurance Association. By the way, great, great website if you're looking into pet insurance, gives you a lot of information and can help you as you go through the journey of deciding whether or not you want to purchase this coverage. But uh, given the price of vet care, again, pet insurance may be something you look forward to, look, should look into. The ASPCA estimates the annual cost of routine vet visits is $80 to $250 for dogs and $110 to $550 for cats, depending on your pet's age. And also emergency vet visits can cost between $800 to $1,500 and sometimes more. So how does pet insurance work? Like human health insurance, pet insurance helps alleviate some of the costs of keeping your pet healthy. 
You can choose from different levels of coverage with each plan costing a monthly or annual premium based on how much coverage you choose. Now, there are different types of, health, of uh, pet health insurance or pet medical insurance. Some plans cover basic scenarios like accidents and injuries. Some only cover accidents, while others are much more comprehensive and they cover accidents, injuries, and genetic and hereditary conditions. The more comprehensive coverage that you buy, the higher you can expect the cost to be. That's, that's rather logical. Pet insurance is usually a year-long plan, and, but you can renew every year. Now, at most times, to simplify for you, there's three coverage options. Option one is accident-only plans. Now, these will be less expensive. They don't cover illness, by the way. So we, for example, if your dog breaks a bone, an accident-only plan will cover medications and hospitalization. So type, uh, policy type number two is accident and illness. About 98% of pet insurance plans are this type, are the accident and illness plans, according to the National Association of Insurance Commissioners. With a plan like this, you'll get coverage for problems such as accidents, hospitalization, and illnesses, including cancer and hereditary and congenital conditions. Now, option three, coverage option three is coverage that provides wellness or routine care add-ons. Now, when you do this, as you can well imagine, you add on the wellness covers, you know, the, prevent, uh, the preventative care for your pet and their add-on coverage, it costs more money. So now, if you think about this, so it's great. We've talked about pet insurance, pet health insurance. We've talked about the types of pet insurance that are value types of plans. So what exactly does it cover? So when you purchase a comprehensive accident and illness pet insurance plan, it generally reimburses you for a, a ver, an array of health issues for your, for your pet. And this includes one, accidents such as broken bones, torn ligaments, and if they inject, ingest toxins, or covers illnesses such as cancer, arthritis, ear infections, and urinary tract infections. Three, hereditary and congenital conditions such as heart disease and hip dysplasia. Chronic conditions that your, that your animal might have, such as diabetes. Alternative therapies, such as chiropractic care and acupuncture. Behavioral issues, such as fur pulling, excess licking, or destructive chewing. Prescription foods that your, your animal may need. Supplements and medications, such as pain relievers, thyroid medications, and inflammation reducers. And microchipping, in case your pet gets lost. And lastly, again, you can add a wellness option for expenses such as vaccines, dental cleanings, and flea tick and heartworm prevention. You know, so many people, their animals are so precious to them. All of these decisions and all these coverages mean a great deal. So we've talked about what it can cover. Now, what does pet insurance not cover? The typical pet insurance exclusions usually include pre-existing conditions, sounds a lot like human health insurance, doesn't it? When a pet is diagnosed with or indicates signs of an illness or injury before coverage begins, pet insurance typically won't cover it. Coverage will not be provided for preventative or elective procedures. Plans won't cover preventative or elective procedures such as nail trimming or ear cropping. And 
Typically, coverage won't cover exam fees. Some insurance companies exclude vet fees from coverage, even if the fee is for an accident or illness-related visit. Coverage won't cover grooming, won't cover breeding costs, and um, won't cover expenses not related to veterinarian care. This would include taxes and admin fees that are charged by your vet. And lastly, it doesn't cover dog food, cat food, or vitamins. Now, so those are the exclusions to coverage. Typically, you're always going to get exclusions when you talk about health insurance. The same applies to pet health insurance. Now, how are rates determined? What do they charge you for pet insurance? There are several factors that insurance commonly insurers commonly use to price pet insurance policies. And they include one, the type of animal in the breed, whether you're insuring a dog or a cat will impact the premium. The age of the animal, as you can, as you can imagine, as your pet ages, your insurance costs will increase. Next, the gender of the animal. Insurers have found that male pets typically have a higher number of claims than females. So gender is a key in pricing. The location, veterinarian costs vary around the country. So your geographic area will impact the cost of pet insurance, just like health insurance. Now, the policy that you choose will also determine the price. An example would be what deductible you elect, what reimbursement percentage, the maximum annual coverage that you seek. So those are all factors that go into pricing. So now the, uh, the $64,000 question, as they used to say, how much does pet insurance cost? Typically in, in 2020, the average premium for a dog was about $599 a year and $341 for a cat. Now in the show notes, I'll leave you a link to the North American Pet Health Insur Insurance Association, and they have information on current pricing and a lot of other information that'll help you get uh, more educated about, uh, about policies. Now, so suppose you've made the decision that it would be a good idea for you and your household to have insurance on your pet. Maybe you've lived through an illness with a, with a prior animal that you've owned and it's really bothersome to you. you know how costly it can be. And also, you know that you wanna provide the best possible care for your animal. So what do you do to compare and buy policies? Now, you can easily find pet insurance online by visiting a number of the comparison shopping sites. Yes, there are comparison shopping sites for pet insurance, just like you'll find for health insurance. You'll also see pet insurance sold through pet stores, shelters, animal rescue organizations, veterinarians offices, and recently many employers have started offering pet insurance as an employee benefit. Again, to find the pet insurance policy that's best for you, compare quotes from a few companies and make sure you're comparing prices for the same level of coverage as much as possible. Make sure the deductibles are the same, the reimbursement percentage and the maximum annual coverage. You wanna compare apples to apples, not apples to oranges. Now, this can be difficult because not all pet insurance plans offer the same payout options and benefits. Before you buy pet insurance, you ought to ask some questions, just like you would before you bought life insurance, homeowner's insurance, an annuity, any product, any insurance product that you purchase. So you need to be sure you ask the right questions so you don't waste money or unfortunately are faced with unpleasant surprises if you need to make a claim. Now, here's some questions about buying pet insurance. And by the way, I have a written post uh, that I'll include in the show notes that goes through these for you. 
An example would be, is reimbursement calculated based on the actual vet bill or a benefit schedule for specific conditions? Interesting. Is the deductible for each year or each incident? Can you choose any veterinarian? Just sounds like human health insurance, doesn't it? Can a vet be paid directly or will you, you know, do I have to pay the vet and get reimbursed? How long will the reimbursements take? Does the policy cover wellness or can you add wellness coverage? Are prescriptions covered? You can see where I'm headed here. You really need to ask basic questions to understand the coverage that you're purchasing and the premium you're going to pay, just like you would with other coverages. Now, more, as I mentioned, more and more people today are spending significant amounts of money taking care of their pets and they're paying for significant medical procedures for their animals. They love them, care for them, and they want them to be taken care of. So again, you need to consider this. Now, some other considerations for you. Whether or not you offer pet insurance, you should have a portion of your emergency fund, if you're a pet owner, dedicated to vet care to make sure you can handle unexpected out-of-pocket costs, just like you would include the potential deductibles or co-insurance you have under your human health insurance. If you've got a pet, they're expensive and you need to make sure you can provide for their medical care when called upon. As we've seen, many pet health insurance plans have a deductible. That's a certain amount you, you, know, you must pay out of pocket before coverage kicks in. And depending on your policy, that could be anywhere from no deductible to maybe $2,500 in a plan year. So you, again, you have to understand the policy that you're buying. While most all human health insurance works on a copay basis, you pay a certain percentage when you see the doctor and the insurance covers the rest, pet insurance is largely a matter of reimbursement. So you'll need to pay the, you may need to pay the cash, the bill up front to the vet and wait for reimbursement from the insurance company. So understanding the coverage that you're buying, what it costs you, what claims are going to be paid, and then how you're going to be reimbursed are all significant considerations when you look at pet insurance. So let me summarize today. No matter how much you guard your pet against accidents and sickness, keeping a pet healthy can be expensive. Take it from me, I've, I've done this and I understand. For prospect of a large surprise from a vet, getting that large vet bill worries you, pet insurance might be a solution. But just like other forms of insurance coverage, you need to have a basic understanding of the pet insurance products before shopping and you, before making a purchase. With pet medical costs continually to increase, buying pet insurance may be an effective way to protect your household against those unexpected pet-related medical bills. So that's our session today on pet insurance, a different subject, but one it's growing in many, many households. As I indicated, Two-thirds of American households have a pet. About 1% going on 2% of households are now purchasing pet insurance, but the market is growing about 20% a year, 20% a year. So that's it for today. Thank you all for listening, and we look forward to our next session together. Thanks for listening today. The Financialverse podcast is brought to you by Better Wealth. Better Wealth's mission is to unlock intentional living by helping you better manage your money. To find out more, go to betterwealth.com. If you like what you've heard today, please rate us on your podcast service and forward today's program to your family and friends. We would really appreciate it. To learn more about the Financial Verse, please visit financialverse.com.